I feel dirty and not in a good way. But he's a racist probably. He's gold. Oh yeah. Now. Oh yeah. Now. Welcome, boys and girls, to the second last episode of the show that we doth call Caligula. We doth. Episode 22, Papa Bear. How are you feeling on this day of our COVID? The fifteenth of May, twenty twenty. I'm uh, doing okay. A little, uh, little cabin fever, going a little crazy. However, the Chinese restaurant in our little blip of the world is opening up tomorrow. So, God be praised. Everything's going to be okay. It's shitty, but it's Chinese, and I haven't had it in months. So I am very excited about that. Mm, you haven't had it in months. What about <laughs> Chinese food? I haven't had. Heather, Chinese food or a Chinese woman in months. I'm really looking. I might I might mix or, all these together tomorrow. It's going to be complicated. Yeah. 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 Chinese food on Heather. <laughs> Put it on her belly, some duck sauce. Anyway, I'll, mm. I'll send you photos. How is the homeless man beard going? Actually, it has been uh, shellacked. It has been trimmed. Wow. You, we've, we've, our shaming of you finally had the intent. It, did, it took... Six years. Did you yeah. did you cut it off and then paste it on top of your head? Was that the <laughs> I plan? I thought about it, um, but did I, you build a no. did you build a build your <laughs> build your own rat beard head? Build your own hair hair <laughs> hair by Ray for Ray. Oh, was that a rat beard? <laughs> I never. I just shifted it up a couple of inches. Right. I didn't put two and two together. Mm. Of course, I knew there was something looked weird about that beard. Right. It was a rat yeah. beard. Yeah, a ray beard, but you can call it rat beard. Yeah, no, no, just bzzzt. And I think I lost 10 pounds just shaving off the beard, but uh, <laughs> there you go. I, I, I can grow it back. We're going to be at this for months, right? So I, I can I can grow it back anytime I want. Yeah, well, the second wave is going to hit any time now yeah, in the US. So, uh, so. I'm going to stock up mm. on Chinese food. Anyway. How's things on your end? Oh, terrific. As I told you off air, Fox, we're back to school on Monday. Praise be. We open. Yeah, praise be indeed. So, you know, my sex life came back. Oh, you found uh, it. That's, yeah, it's terrific. Right. Yeah. <laughs> things are good. Uh, all right. Well, let's do this. So we're in our last Caligula episode, we uh, talked about some of the conspiracies that he was cracking down on in the last months of his life. Right. Real or imagined, uh, there seems to be evidence that there was something going on. Yes. Obviously, in the end, there was a conspiracy. Whether or not the ones that he was cracking down on were real or imagined, hard to say, but uh, you know, it's hard to say if they were... Real conspiracies, and he just uh, got them all except the last one, right. or right. because he was so uh, paranoid, it led to the oh. ultimate, the, the 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 final, and maybe the only conspiracy that ended his life. But I mean, as we've seen, I think over the course of the series, I don't know if you agree, but 
it seems that there is sufficient evidence to suggest that there really were an ongoing series of conspiracies, and we'll 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 talk about some more join the dots of those over the course of the next and final two episodes of our Caligula series. Well, I have to say, this kind of reminds me of September 11th or uh, or Pearl Harbor. You know there are rumors all over the place. Oh, this person's in on it. Oh, someone's going to do something. But, I mean, those, that's just rumors going around. You certainly can't defeat all those. And so Caligula's probably doing the best he can. But when we left off with the last episode, we had senators literally ripping apart a senator, Scribonius Proculus, in the Senate, because one of Caligula's freedmen, who carries the book's sword and dagger, accused him of hating the senators. Now, obviously, the, the, the of hating Caligula. Now, obviously, those senators were trying to show their loyalty to Caligula. But the point is, even if there weren't any conspirators active at the time, it's it's events like this that it's, it's got to be telling some senators, you know what, this is getting way out of hand. We're willing to kill each other to appease this guy. So I think you're right. Even if even if he had gotten them all, his actions probably kept giving them more emphasis to keep trying to get this guy because things are getting out of hand. And so something has to happen to this guy. How, how many weeks now before we start to see that kind of behavior in Congress in the US, ripping people yeah. limb from limb if they criticize Donald Trump? Well... Is it is that June or to get pushed out to July because of COVID? I say late June, but if you do criticize Trump, now he does eviscerate uh, you on Twitter. That's step one. Yeah. And then it's, it's only one. a matter of time before someone attacks you uh, in your, to your face. Yes. Now, I'm not sure I believe this story of somebody getting torn apart limb from limb. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that sounds kind of bullshit to me. But let's say that it's not true, but that the person did get attacked or did right. get killed. A senator getting attacked and killed by a mob of other senators... Mm-hmm. What do we deduce from that? Are they doing it out of genuine love for Caligula or are they doing it out of fear that if they don't do it, then they might be accused also of hating Caligula and could find themselves on a Maestas trial or or just straight up executed. Um, You know, what do you think the, the story behind the story is there? I think it's the latter. I think when you have someone who is this, for lack of better word, unstable or unpredictable, it's it's. I think it's kind of hard to have people who are truly loyal to you. I think um, at any point, they the senators could be thinking, if I don't demonstrate my loyalty or love or both of this guy, I mean, we've seen what Sejanus did and we've seen what, uh, what uh, Caligula has done so far with some of these uh, senators, certainly what Tiberius allowed to happen during the last years of his reign. It's such a state now that if you don't show your loyalty, is he just going to order the Praetorian Guard who just come around and, and do a cleansing, do a purging or whatever? So you really don't know. I think it's the unexpected day-to-day tension that has these people on edge. So one, they want to kill him, but two, for right now, they want to clearly demonstrate that they are supporting him and, and they've got his back. And the one way you do that is to maybe accuse someone else before you can be accused and then get a couple of punches in while they're being killed. I think it's just fear and paranoia on their part. But if it is true, Mm -hmm. as we will see, as it's already been suggested, we'll see over the course of the next couple of episodes, that there are a range of conspiracies going on. 
Right. Uh, These senators must know uh, half a dozen, a dozen guys that supposedly Uh. are involved or rumours are that they're involved. I don't know why there's just not mass bloodshed going on. Anyway... Whatever it is, there's something going on. And uh, and the more I've read up on Caligula over the last year or so we've been doing this, the, the less I, I, I see him as being uh, crazy um, right. or insane, the more I think there's elements of truth to these stories, that there were conspiracies going on and that he was trying to do his best as a young in you know i think we need to always remember he's young he's inexperienced and he is the first of his kind yes he is the first born into the imperial family emperor that uh, rome has had there's no as i've said before there's no guidebook there's no precedent right. that he can look to at least in his own country beyond you know uh, what happened back in 750 BCE with Superbus. Uh, th- there's no guidebook right. for this. How to be a how to be an emperor, and yeah, I think we're going to get into this later. But I think you're right. I think that when it ca- comes to the conspiracies, there were rings within rings, and if you and if whoever was at the center of the ring, which I'm sure was a very very small group. A lot of the outer rings didn't even know of their existence. That's how I would do it. That's how the best way to have a conspiracy. And you're right. I think this kid wasn't insane. He wasn't mad. He was doing the best he can. And if, you, if you're if you a senator and you want to take over, you're not going to rock up against Augustus. You're not going to rock up against Tiberius, or, or certainly not as much. But I would feel comfortable going after Caligula. Like you said, 24 years old when he comes to power, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's got to be a little bit of warped, maybe what he saw on Capri. At the very least, the idea of Tiberius just kicking it, having a little bit of fun and not working too hard. So this guy probably wants to be like him. I don't know. But if you're going to go after anybody, Caligula's your guy because he's the weak link in the chain. And I think people were just after his position. They don't give a fuck about the Republic they want the power and the prestige and the title of princeps. Rings within rings within rings. Was that Abba? Uh, Yes, that was Abba, my friend. Yes, but yeah, nailed it. Mm. Anyway, so so there was a guy called Pomponius. He was an Epicurean, had been a consul at some stage. Mm-hmm. According to Cassius Dio, Pomponius was accused of conspiracy. In Josephus's version of the story, the charge was maiestas, but. Obviously, they're pretty much the same thing Right. Uh, at this stage. He was betrayed by a friend, Timidius. Dick. Now, that name should have been a dead giveaway. <laughs> I think if, if, you, <laughs> if you have a friend, if someone right. in your inner circle is going to betray yeah. you, his name is either Judas, <laughs> Brutus, or Timidius. Yeah. Might have, he might have just changed his name to Can't Trust Meus. I mean, Timidius, really? Yeah. Basically, he's known as saying, don't worry, I got your back. Everything's going to be okay. You're fucked. You're <laughs> fucked. You just don't know it. 
Yeah. Yeah, basic rule of life is never be friends with someone whose name is Little Scaredy Cat. It's never a good <laughs> it's thing. It's never going to no. work. Particularly if you are prone to, uh, you know, talking shit about the Emperor. Get some scraps. Come on, motherfucker, I got my posse behind me. Hi, I'm his posse. Anyway. So Pomponius was accused of something, Maestas or conspiracy, by Timidius. And Timidius's main witness... Right was a beautiful actress and Pomponius's mistress, oh, yeah. Quintilia. Right. Now, uh, Quintilia was brought in to be tortured <gasps> to give up oh. everything she oh, knew shit. about Pomponius's conspiracy or, or the, the bad shit he'd been saying about uh, Caligula, right. and she was tortured by an officer of the Praetorian Guard, Cassius Correa. Ooh, he takes his job yeah. seriously. Okay. Well, he does because he tortured her so thoroughly oh, that afterwards, our sources say, she was permanently disfigured. Damn. I always tell people, look, below, not the face. Below the chin, if you could help it, I'd really appreciate it. I've got a career. Um, but I guess she didn't say that. i got a career <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> well, i got to be able to talk. Just don't mess up the jaw. And if you mess up the nose, then I'm going to sound nasally. No, please, if you could just keep it to the gut, above the penis, I'd be your best friend. Thank you. <laughs> now, Joseph... Josephus claims that Korea tortured her unwillingly because he also hated Caligula, but he had a job to do. Yeah. I mean, and he's a professional. Right. Listen, (laughs) I I don't want to have to put this hot poker (laughs) in your vagina. But I got standards. But. Yeah, I got a reputation for excellence. So. As. Here it comes. As uh, the real uh, Serpico told Al Pacino, that if I, Al, if I didn't speak up against New York Police Department corruption, who would I be when I listened to classical music? (laughs) That's what Korea said. Look, I don't want to have to talk to you, but if I don't do it, how how do I look in the mirror and and say, listen, are you you an officer of the Praetorian Guard or not, my friend? Did you give it your best or not? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, here yeah, it comes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I mean, come on, this is he could have pulled out the old makeup kit and painted right. the bruises on. Just moan a lot. Oh, yeah. look at the but but I guess Caligula Caligula probably checks. Yes. Uh, I, you know, he 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 sees what looks like a hole in somebody's <laughs> cheek. He wants to put his finger or maybe his dick in there just to te- just to make sure it's yeah. it's real. Quality control. And or maybe this guy was just committed to his work. Anyway, he's a real artist, a torture artist, right. and she refused to give her lover up. Oh, but right. there, w- there was a bit of a secret message. Did you read about her secret message? Um, did she blink once for yes and twice for no? No, please tell me. Tell me what it was. <laughs> well, one of the sources, I think it's Josephus, says that as she was being led to the torture rack... right. She stood on the foot of one of her co-conspirators who was in the room. Right. A member of the Praetorian Guard, we have to assume. So that they knew 
she could be relied upon yeah. to hold her water. Right. You know, the old the old footstop <laughs> signal. Right. Hey, don't worry. Doing the old foot stomping. Foot stomping. Now, I yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what it's like. Somebody comes up and stands hard on your foot. You know that they're right. telling you it's okay. Uh, really? It's not. Get me the fuck out of here. What are you right. doing? Yeah. It's, uh, it's all right. I'm gonna hold my water. No, I would have interpreted it as in I'm giving you some pain to let you know that you're about to be a lot in a lot more pain because I'm going to give up your fucking name. So you best you best <laughs> kids to run in. So, I mean, I would interpret it badly, but I guess it was a worked out yeah. handshake kind of thing. So good for her. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a weird signal. But, um, anyway, yes, yes. Caligula afterwards uh, was so impressed with her courage right. and felt so bad about her disfigurement that he paid her a benefit. Right. Now, he paid her, according to Suetonius, he paid her 800,000 sesterces, <sighs> uh, I guess. Now, it's weird because Caligula says he was so impressed with her courage. Now, in order for it to be courage, you have to have something to give up and not give it up, right? Right. Otherwise, you're just getting tortured. If you don't know anything, if you're not if you don't know anything about a conspiracy. Yeah. Then you have nothing to give up while you're being tortured. So it's not courage then. Right. It's just you're being tortured. <laughs> There's nothing you can Right. I mean, I guess exactly. I guess you could just make shit yeah. up uh during the torture process. That's certainly what uh you did uh, when you were a Vietnam vet. You gave up John McCain, which is why he got In arrested. A second. That's what I heard. Exactly. Yeah, no, there's no there's no bravery here. I know I look it, but no. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I, I don't know. I mean I, I, the whole thing about her courage tends to suggest that uh, to me anyway that she was that she did know something and didn't give it up. Right. So why, if that is the case, why would Caligula pay her money afterwards? Or maybe it's just that she didn't uh, just make stuff up oh. and just said, no, 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 not saying anything, not talking, right. doesn't matter what you do to me. Or right. maybe the sources are confused. He just concluded that uh, it was a mistake, that she was innocent and they went overboard and he paid her this money. But... What what does this say about Caligula at this these the final days of his life when you know according to tradition we're supposed to think of him as batshit crazy and insane yes. where he's paying this woman a million dollars as uh, gee, I'm sorry that we tortured you right. uh, 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 yeah. benefit Fine. grant yeah. whatever. Well- Here's the thing, if if I'm Caligula and if I am insane or I'm a psychopath and I truly believe she has something, you don't go at her for 20 hours, disfigure her and go, okay, well, fair cop, here's some money, we're really sorry, but hey, you know what, I admire your spunk. No, a psychopath is going to go, you keep going on her, even if it gets to the point where you kill her, I don't care because I need that information, these sons of bitches are out, 
to get me. Again, just like we've done throughout the entire series, it doesn't jive with the madman story that we've been handed down by the sources. He probably felt bad, which a psychopath wouldn't, and paid off and paid off because, you know, to try to alleviate some of that guilt. So again, it's he's doing what he's got to do for himself for the state, and if it didn't pan out, look, we're really sorry. You're hideous now. Please get the fuck out of my sight. Here's a whole bunch of money. And how do we even know that he gave the order? Maybe the Praetorian Guard Just took it upon themselves right. to torture this woman. Then he stepped And in. when Caligula found right. out about oh, it, he was like, you, God, you complete dick. <laughs> what if I told you about this? Right. And he gave her money as an apology. That she it's still, I, I don't know, man. It's still my premise. My premise holds a psychopath or a truly madman wouldn't care and wouldn't pay her shit. There's nothing for him to, exactly. to care about. So it still holds. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's just these little things that you come across when you right. study the sources that you go. Okay, this doesn't this doesn't align with yeah. uh, the the image of Caligula that uh, right. exists in the popular consciousness, right? You got to look for them. Yeah, yeah, and and these aren't the stories that get talked about. You know, right. it's not Caligula. Oh, yes, he's the guy who famously gave a woman who was tortured uh, mistakenly a million dollars as right. an apology. That's not the. That's not, that's not the story you get about Caligula. Right? It doesn't sell. <clears throat> I I was looking at videos today on YouTube, and they all went in and they had the dramatic music, and they're standing in various parts of Rome, and they're looking at the camera intently. And they gave, and on the video, it's all the stories that we've got from these sources that he was a true madman, because that's interesting, that's sexy, and that sells. Stuff like this, saying he's a decent bloke, who in the fuck wants to hear that? Yeah, he was a terrified... 27 well, How old was he? The, yeah, 28? 20, 27, 28? Yeah, Scared out of his mind. Something like that, These yeah. people are trying to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he doesn't have a friend no. in the world. <laughs> Nope. And uh, he's already had to get rid of his sisters and his best friend right. uh, because he believed they were conspiring against him. Damn. Born in 12, we're in 41 now. So, yeah, 30, 30 what does that make him? 37? What's 41 minus No, he 12? came to power 20, when he was tw- 27. Oh, 29. 29. 29. Okay. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, he were, were well, we're 28. Yeah, he didn't, didn't okay. live long I'll, enough for his 29th birthday. I'll meet you at 28. All right. <laughs> now, uh, Pomponius, the guy that she was supposedly protecting, who might right. be the same guy identified by Seneca as Pompeius, might be a little bit of corruption in the sources there, apparently right. wasn't as brave as his uh, sexy biatch Quintilia. <laughs> He was so overwhelmed with gratitude when his life was spared right. that he kissed Caligula's foot, mm. got, got down on his knee and right. slobbered all over his uh, toes. Yeah. That's working. Um, but again, so here we have a situation where Timidius has accused this guy of maestas or conspiracy it was investigated, she was tortured, and he was found innocent because she didn't give him up. And uh, Caligula was like, let him go. That's yeah. fine. Let him go. We've no got evidence. nothing on him and pay right. her yeah. and pay her a, a huge apology right. for it. Again, doesn't sound like, uh, I don't Not know. Not a madman. Doesn't sound like the, the, well, I mean, on one hand, I don't want to 
you know, you, you really don't want your leaders giving orders to have women tortured to find out whether or not somebody <laughs> accused you of something. Yeah, it's not a good look. But again, as you say, if, if he'd done that, why would he pay her an 800000 sesterce benefit? It, it doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, so now there's a, one of the sources says that the secret st- foot stomp signal Quintilia actually gave to Cassius Correa, the guy who was torturing her. Oh, shit. This just went to a whole new level. As a signal right. that her lover was one of the conspirators and that Cassius Correa was in on it, but to let him know it's okay, you can go hard, I'm not going right. to talk. Right. Give it to me good. We got to make it look good. I'm not going to talk. You can don't worry about me. And Cassie is like, oh, I'm going to make it look good. This is my job. If, if that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, good goddamn, These people are committed. I've never been committed to yeah. anything like that. And I have a wife and children. Mm. Yeah. And a podcast, a series of podcasts that, <laughs> that you not. quick, quickly, quickly look at a YouTube video before you call me. Um. Right. Yeah. You're proving my point. You are proving my point. Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Thanks for the support. It's like the email I got we got from someone during the last week. He's like, hold on, Ray, Ray doesn't have a real job. He's just at home all day <laughs> by himself. Why does he not do any preparation for your podcast? I'm like, he's Ray. You know, right. if this was an 80s sitcom, you just like... That's Ray. You'd dun, just dun, freeze. Dun, dun, dun. That's Ray. That's Ray. <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> You just smile, <laughs> thumbs up. Did you like that on the Zoom? What you talking about, Ray? <laughs> anyway, yeah. we're not here to, to kill my character. We're here to kill Caligula. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah so Cassius Correa, the guy who tortured her, the Praetorian Guard, uh, if people don't know that name, he is involved in the assassination directly and, and prominently yeah. involved in Intently. the assassination. So, <laughs> right. so there's, there's, there's some, something going on here in the sources. It's not clear, but he's the guy that tortures her to find out about the conspiracies against Caligula, and then he himself is the guy that uh, cuts, kills Caligula, one of the guys that kills Caligula. So... There's something going on here, and it's not clear in the ancient sources what that connection is. There is some suggestion that maybe he was so disgusted with what Caligula was making him do, like Mm. torture this woman, that he became a conspirator. There's also some other explanations for why he became a conspirator. Uh, But we'll, we'll, we'll drill into that a little bit later on. Now, Josephus... Uh, makes the claim that Korea was upset about having to torture her and said to one of his colleagues, who was an imperial legate, Mm -hmm. to be sure, O Clement, we have no way failed in our guarding the emperor. For as to those that have made conspiracies against his government, some have been slain by our care and pains, and some have been by us tortured and this to such a degree that he himself hath pitied them. Mm. How great then is our virtue in submitting to conduct his armies. Now, this suggests that the earlier conspiracies, at least some of them, were real. Right, right. Josephus, no fan of Caligula by any stretch of the imagination, Mm -hmm. 
says that Korea, the guy that was involved in the final conspiracy to kill Caligula, said that he and his colleagues had defeated conspiracies against Caligula. Well, yeah, because you make the point that if he's been talking about styming things and keeping the emperor alive, and so one, there's been conspiracies, and two, it sounds like he hasn't been in on them. So if it does get to the point where he's being pushed, where he wants to join one, then what does that say about Caligula? I don't know. And like you said a minute ago, we're going to get into another um, way to look at Korea that Josephus paints, he paints him in a certain light. Um, and so it, it does seem that there were um, people out to get him. They've been protecting him, but being forced to protect him by such heinous heinous means, maybe they're sick of it and they themselves want to get rid of this guy. Yeah, but my, my point is that, again, we, we, we mm-hmm. always sort of hear of Caligula as being paranoid and insane and just killing people left, right and center. But according to Josephus, again, no fan of Caligula, he has the guy who, who, you know, struck the first blow eventually against Caligula, Korea, Mm -hmm. actually say that there were genuine conspiracies that they had had to defeat. So he's not paranoid. So he's not crazy. He's not paranoid. People are out exactly. To That's the way that it seems, yeah. at least according to Josephus. Mm-hmm. Now the other guy that uh, the sources say was core to one of the other guys core to the final conspiracy was his own freedman Callistus. Right. Damn. Now. We've we've yep. mentioned Callistus uh, before a couple of episodes ago. We mentioned that uh, Capito, who was accused of maestus or conspiracy in order to save his own life, revealed the names of a group of people that he said were involved in a conspiracy. They included a couple of prefects of the guard, Callistus, and the emperor's wife, Sazonia. Right. Well, it seems that he was right about Callistus <laughs> and maybe the prefects of the guard, or right. at least certain members of the Praetorian Guard, because they a couple of Praetorians were involved in the final assassination, yeah. might might have gone overboard by suggesting Sazonia. But if he was right with the bit about Callistus and a bit about the guard. Maybe he was right about Sazonia. Who the fuck knows? Well, I mean, he is sleeping around a lot. Does she does she mind that? He is having people killed even though they are trying to kill him. Does she find that disturbing? Again, we'll probably never know, but if he's right about three or four people, is he right about the fifth one? Um, that would be interesting to really know the truth about that. But again, she's like so many other people. She doesn't have any power. She's just trying to survive day by day. We don't know if she truly loved him or if she was just trying to survive his, I don't know, maybe his many moods. Yeah. Uh, now, Callistus, you may recall, listener, were, we, we talked about very <laughs> early on, uh, his yeah. daughter, Nymphidia, Nymphidia, right. Nymphidia, have you seen Nymphidia, Nymphidia, Caligula's mistress? She was uh, one of Caligula's mistresses. Uh, right. uh, you know, Cal- Callistus, and this is, you know, this is the, you know, talk about the definition of a good friend. Uh, right. He was hey, like, listen. I want listen. you to fuck my daughter. Please. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, my daughter is complete smoking hottie. It would be an right. honor, an right. honor if you would <laughs> have sex with my daughter. Right. And if I could watch, no, going too far, I understand. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. <laughs> and later on, Callistus's grandchild, Nymphidius Sabinus, claimed to be the, the child of Ooh. Caligula and Nymphidia. Right. But uh, and anyway, uh, so this Callistus is supposedly involved in the final conspiracy. So uh, Josephus and Tacitus both mentioned that he played a significant role in it. Suetonius also claims that Callistus found allies amongst the other freedmen in Caligula's uh, yeah. retinue in the palace. And he was the most influential and wealthy of the freedmen. And according right. to Josephus, it was his his success that made him a risk to put a target on his back. He was worried that he was so successful. You know, we, we have these stories, of course, that Caligula, you know, didn't like people to be rich except him. He wanted to go after them to take their money because he yes. needed to build pleasure barges and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, so the, the suggestion is that he uh, wanted to bump off Caligula because he felt at risk. But but I suspect there's something else going on here, which we'll get into as we get over these next couple of episodes. I've got a I've got my pet mm-hmm. theory now on why Caligula was killed, and it doesn't involve uh, as we traditionally believe that uh, well he was right. crazy and they had to kill him because he was crazy. I, I, I yeah. think what's going on is that there was a movement, maybe several movements, but certainly one main movement, to restore the Republic. Mm-hmm. And that all of these guys we're talking about, Cassius Correa and uh, uh, Callistus and some others that will come up uh, soon, like uh, Vinicianus, were involved in a Restore the Republic movement. When you keep in mind that, as I said earlier, Caligula is the first untried, untested boy king. You know, I think there was a group of guys that were willing to tolerate Augustus, were willing to tolerate Tiberius. I mean, these guys probably weren't old enough to have been around during uh, uh, Augustus's heyday, I weren't very old to do much about it anyway, but they understood, right. okay, well, you know, we, we had a republic, then we had Julius Caesar in the Civil War, and the, then we had the Second Triumvirate, and and it was chaos, and then Augustus bedded it down, and, you know, he, he, he sort of uh, created yeah. a the peace and prosperity for Rome. And then Tiberius, okay, well, you know, he was... He was a general, and he was—he had some experience. And if you remember, there was yeah. there was there's a lot of reasons to believe that Tiberius and his brother Drusus were also pro-republic. They they right. particularly when they were younger, they they were proud Claudians, and they wanted to restore the republic. We had stories about how they sat down with Augustus, and they were pushing Augustus to to reform things and bring back the Republic and restore the Senate. And, and Tiberius tried to do that early on. 
He tried to restore the Senate mm-hmm. and uh, 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 give them back at least elements yeah. of of the Republic. Work with me, yeah. And then he kind of got kind of got uh, uh, disenchanted, I think, with the Senate uh, and, and disenchanted with the 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 ability, his ability to restore the Republic, even if he wanted to, because the Senate was now was filled with a bunch of fucktards. <laughs> then then Caligula. When Caligula takes over, he also right. promised to uh, restore the dignity and the glory of the Senate. Remember early yeah. on, he was like, listen, guys, it's a new day. Uh, yeah. you, you're you, my fathers. Uh, yeah, you guys, I love you guys. You're great. You, do, you, you run Rome. I'm just like a titular figurehead. Right. Don't, even, you don't even, you do what you do. You don't even need to ask me anything. It's yeah. all good. Right, go, just go. Yeah, and then at Pretty some face, point, sweet ass. Right, sorry. At some point, either they lost faith in uh, his ability or, or desire to restore the Senate, at least, even if he, he didn't intend on restoring the Republic, re- restoring the the institutions uh, for government to some sort. Maybe they were happy to have him as a figurehead, but. Look, we want the Senate to do the Senate's job. We want the Cursus Sonorum back. We want to. We want, we want it to mean go something. We well, not just well, yeah, maybe, maybe it's mm-hmm. you know that selfish. We want it to mean something, and we also want to have uh, the ability for us to, to to profit from these positions, like we used to have. Well, maybe we just want a form of government again, where there are checks right. and balances against greed and corruption. Uh, because everyone's greedy and corrupt and we check and balance each other's greed and corruption or maybe they had more noble ideals about blah blah you know, democracy, blah blah <laughs> restore Rome to... Freedom! Make, make Rome great again. You know, that kind of nonsense and bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. Right. But there was something well, going on here that, that had something to do with the restoration of the Republic, either in whole or at least in in part or in name. Well, let me play devil's advocate for a second with parts of what you just said. One, in my opinion, the innermost ring is a senator. It's a civilian. It is not a military person because, one, if a military person is at the very center of this, do you really think that you you could just kill Caligula and say and say to a bunch of senators, okay, I killed the the guy. Now here's it all back for you, and I want you to turn it back into Rome. I want you to turn back the clock. I, I think a lot of senators would just try to take over and become the new princeps. So I don't think that works. So I think it's a civilian at the very center of this, and I think a civilian is going to go. You know what? There is no way this is going to work. As in, we can't kill this guy and keep all of our heads if we don't have the household staff, or at least some of them, involved with us. We have to have Callistus on our side. Caligula's got to know that Callistus is super rich. Maybe he hid his his exact amount from him. I don't know. But I've got to think that Caligula knows that his man, Callistus, is doing quite well. Thank you for letting me bang your daughter. And so as much as he needs money, he's probably going after a lot of money like we saw, but, but maybe not his friends. So I think someone, a senator at the very center of this, not himself, you get you get layers, you get buffers to do it. You go up to Callistus, Callistus and you say, look, there's this thing we need you on our side. Um, one, we think he's going to come after you one day. And two, if you don't come aboard, 
maybe will kill you. You don't have to worry about Caligula killing you. So I don't know. But I think at the very least, Callistus had to be approached if he himself did not want to be a part of it. He had to be approached because to take out a guy and not take out one of his most trusted advisors is a very risky business. Mm. Just my two cents. well, Josephus claims that Callistus had even, uh, before the assassination, had started mm-hmm. to suck up to Claudius, Ooh. basically Ooh. believing that once Caligula had been taken care of, Claudius would take over the yeah. role of the emperor. Hedging his and, bets. And, and Callistus even claimed that he'd been given orders to poison Claudius by Caligula but had kept finding excuses not to do it. That's right. Now, Tacitus calls bullshit on that whole story. He's like, listen, (laughs) if Caligula told you to poison the guy and you didn't poison him, you'd be dead. So, come on. But, I mean, this whole thing about uh, Josephus claims that Callistus was uh, sort of sidling up to Claudius because he knew Claudius was going to be next in line. Uh, Really? Claudius, like the the perspective that we've always had of Claudius is that he's kind of the 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 retarded member of the family. Right. He's he's got problems, physical abnormalities. Uh, you know, whenever you see Speech. him depicted in right. uh, you know television and films, he's always like the right. sort of dumb buffoon, so, except for like Claudius, right. of course. But right, yeah, right. something ain't now. Right. Obviously, he wasn't that uh, mentally deficient or broken yes. because you know, he, he you know, managed to, to uh, conduct Run himself. Yeah. yeah. And conduct the empire. Yeah. And, you know, studied, uh, was, a, was a historian, wrote stuff, mm-hmm. etc. So obviously he's not as uh, simple as right. he sometimes gets portrayed in popular media. <laughs> But still, I'm, I'm not sure that he it would have been obvious to anyone before the death of Caligula that Claudius was really emperor material. But let me ask you this. If you're someone like Callistus and you take a decent amount of time to really get to know Claudius, one, you can see, yes, he limps, he has a stutter, and I think something was wrong with one of his arms and maybe his spine. But overall, the head... The brain seemed to work okay, and so maybe we could make use of this guy. But the other question is, if you're Callistus or whoever, and you're looking for um, somewhere else to hedge your bets, who else is there besides Claudius? Yes, it's, it's, it would be embarrassing to have this guy be in charge of Rome for his physical deformities, but who else are you going to back? Who else are you going to suck up to just in case one of these conspiracies do finally get through to Caligula? Is there, a, is there another game? Is there another horse in the race? Well, yeah, it's restoring the Republic. That's the, that's the game, I would imagine. The, no, I, I completely, I completely lovingly, strongly disagree with that. There is no way to bring that back. Because as we're going to see, there are already some people thinking about their own futures with the, with the death of Caligula. I don't think that's possible because everybody would have to be on board in the Senate and not everybody in the Senate is on board with that concept. It's why not going to happen. Why wouldn't the Senate be on board with bringing back the Republic? What's the upside Ooh. in them in, in having an empire? For them and having an empire. 
What's well? It, it's not so much having an up, an upside to the empire, but but now that the magical spell of the Great Republic has been broken, it all comes down to who's in charge of the military, who's in charge of the Praetorian Guard. You're talking about a lot of faith in people. You're talking about a lot of faith in the system of of the uh, of the Republic that hasn't been around for decades. I don't think it's possible for them to go back. And it only takes a few bad apples to maybe suck up to the Praetorians, to maybe suck up to a couple of legions on the German frontier to to come back and invade like Sulla did and, and take over. So I, I don't think the genie can be put back in the bottle. And, I, and if anybody was really trying to br- bring back the Republic, they weren't being realistic with the overall reality that is now Rome. Mm. Well, I just can't see Claudius as being the guy that you're going to rally around. But I, yeah, I, if, you, if, you're, if <laughs> no, I see. Yeah, if you're determined to point. maintain the uh, empire, I guess yeah, he's he's there's not a lot of options. Um, right. Anyway, in any case, uh, after Caligula's death, Callistus did occupy a yeah. powerful position in the court of Claudius. He's becomes a secretary to Claudius and. Yeah. Anyway, so I mean, it's hard to know really what's going on here. Suetonius Ooh. claims that the prefects of the guard were also involved, as I said before. So Capito's right. list of people involved in the conspiracy <laughs> at least is four-fifths correct. Good. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of the prefects of the guard, according to Josephus, was Marcus Arecanus Clemens, who... I reckon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what was uh, Mark Twain? Mark Twain's real name? Something? Uh, Sa- Arthur? Oh. Samuel? Samuel Clemens? Samuel Clemens? Something? Yeah. It was, yeah. Samuel. Yeah. Great, 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 great grandson. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, this Marcus Clemens was father-in-law of the future emperor Titus. Now, Clemens' nice. son, though, not his son-in-law, but his son was the Suffolk Consul in 73. He was appointed commander of the Guard in 70, partly on the grounds, right. according to Tacitus, that his father had performed the same duty splendidly under Caligula. Up until the point he killed Caligula. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's uh, Tacitus is being a little bit sarcastic. He performed the job right. splendidly <laughs> under Caligula, either saying he was involved in his assassination or he let him get assassinated. You know, he failed right. in his either job way. as commander of the Good guard. Stuff. Yeah, either of the way. Yeah, well, he was such a great, he did such a great <laughs> job, didn't he? Yeah. So that, so we, we believe we know the name of one of them. We don't know the name of the other prefect. Of course, there were two prefects usually um, of the guard. Right. We, don't, we don't know who the other one was and if he was involved, what kind of role he had in the assassination, whether it was a big role or a little role. Amazingly, right. his name hasn't been passed down to us. And Clemens, j- just to finish, uh, I mean, just to finish off with Clemens. But from what I could tell, he didn't want to be involved in the actual killing. It's like, no, no, other people can do that. And I don't know Clemens' age. If you have that, that would be great. So I don't know if he was a, an older guy or what. But uh, I think he wanted to be 
generally involved in the conspiracy, but not get his hands dirty just in case maybe things went wrong. There would be a little bit of uh, denial plausibility. So I I think he's trying to hedge his bets as well, because this is a big risky thing. It's either going to work or it's not. And if it doesn't, it can fall apart real quick. And there could be hundreds of dead people all over Rome real fast. Yeah. No, we don't know when he was born. We don't Mm. know how old this guy was. Okay. Yeah. So, Josephus claims that when Clemens was approached to get involved in the conspiracy, he was enthusiastic from the get-go. Oh, absolutely. They didn't even... they didn't even get back. to finish their question. They were like, "Hey, would what? you be?" He goes, "Would you be interested?" He goes, "What a killing Caligula! Fuck yes! Yeah. Sign me up!" Uh, <laughs> jabby, jabby. We're going to suggest lunch, Chinese for lunch. Uh, right. But oh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Now that's 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 my code. That's uh, that's our code for Chinese for lunch, killing Caligula. You didn't know oh, that? God. Oh yeah. We we always joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, you know, it may have been because he was too old that he asked not to be involved, maybe because maybe because uh, he, you know, in case it all went horribly wrong, he didn't want to be right. too close to it. Um, let, let, the, let the underlings do it. We don't really know. But the best source for Caligula's final weeks comes from Josephus, his antiquities. Um, but... He's actually confused a lot. There's significant corruption in the uh, manuscripts. It's the best that we've got, though, in terms of detail around what happened. And he lays the conspiracy pretty firmly at the feet of the Praetorian Guard Cassius mm-hmm. Correa, not a right. prefect of the Guard, just the chief <laughs> torturer. He was a tribune, yes. I think, according to Josephus, the one who tortured right. Quintilia. Now, we do know a little bit about this guy. We know that he had been in Germany. He was uh, some kind of an officer uh, during the revolt uh, on the Rhine after the death of Augustus. He was under the command of Germanicus, Caligula's Mm -hmm. father, helped to sort of cut down a group of mutineers. So he's got to be an older guy. I mean, even if he was... Well, he was, an, he was some sort of uh, centurion at that time, so he would have, supposed, you know, I guess he'd had some age to him. And, and that was, Caligula was a small kid. Caligula would have been sort of, I don't know, he was little boots then. He would have been right. three or four. So let's say that was 25 years ago. So if this guy was in his late 20s then, or let's say 30, must be yeah. in his mid-50s. Yeah. Not really killing age. Okay. Leave and it up to the young studs. I'll just stand back and take credit. Yeah, but he is the killer. I know, that's what makes now, it ironic. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, a reasonable age to be the... Uh, uh, tribune. Well, a tribune. He's not even a prefect. He's just a member of the guard. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's probably a, a good job for your older soldiers, put them in the guard. Um, yeah. You know, they... they not a lot of active work. You're not. You're not racing into battle that often. It's a pretty of a cushy job yeah. being a Praetorian. But he's killed. He's killed in the past. He's a professional soldier, so he can get the job done if needs must. Yeah. Now, one of this. There's a number of different theories in the ancient sources about why Korea 
uh, a friend, uh, we assume, loyal to anyway, Germanicus, mm-hmm. now wants to kill Germanicus's only surviving son. Mm. Good point. Now, one theory is that the emperor had a potty mouth. Right. And is, uh, when he would come up with watchwords for Korea to use when he was, uh, I guess, the changing of the guard yes. or when he had to walk through a walkway, he was, uh, he, Caligula would like to use sexual watchwords <laughs> like Priapus and Venus, basically dick and pussy right. were his watchwords. Did you look up a statue of Priapus? Quite impressive. Well, I didn't... Um, I didn't have to. We talked about it back in the Julius Caesar okay. and Augustus days. Good point. And yeah, yeah we, we, did, we did a whole bunch of pre-apic and pre-apis and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, I think the poems of Catullus and Marshall and those guys we, we oh, pre uh, gotcha. references. But, now, I mean, I've never, uh, despite rumours to the contrary, right. I've never been an, uh, a soldier, right? Ah. Oh. Never been in the military. Right. (laughs) But it strikes me, from what I know of the military, I don't, I find it hard to believe that a Roman soldier is going to be offended by dick and pussy. I, I disagree. I think there's a different interpretation. One, I think this guy is near 50, in his 50s. He's been around for a while. I think he's a professional soldier. I think he's very proud of the military establishment in Rome. And now here's Caligula, who I think we've well established, is a bit of a potty mouth. He has a body sense of humor. And now um, this uh, older gentleman, the soldier, Korea, Korea has got this young kid. It doesn't matter that he's the princeps who's taking this very serious thing, which is security detail. Like if anybody comes up, they have to be challenged. What is the password? That kind of stuff. This is very serious. And this is his job. And for this 28-year-old kid to fuck around and not take it seriously and say dick and pussy, I think offended his professionalism. Now, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just stretching. But, but you're right in that body language is what soldiers do all the time. But I think he was offended by the lack of professionalism or, or respect for the military that Caligula clearly had. Well, in my mind, you know, I was I was imagining this guy, mm-hmm. career as, uh, let's say, a five-star U.S. Right. general. Somebody, somebody, I mean, he's not the Secretary of Defense, right. but he's, he's uh, maybe, maybe the head. Okay, he's, 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 a, he's maybe a, a three-star general and he's running... Right. The president's security detail, right. and let's say you've got a young punk president, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, what's up, dick mouth? Hey, yeah, the password is uh, grabbing by the pussy." I mean, okay, I can imagine this grizzled old right. professional general being sort of a little bit sort of appalled or disgusted by this. But is he really going to use it as justification to assassinate the president? Well, he said, Dick, but, right. he didn't well, take it seriously. Got to have him, got to kill him. But take it one more step, because I read that the Praetorian Guard, the eighth hour of every day is when they changed 
the password. And um, so picture is saying to your men every day. So you're again, you're this three star general. You're used to people snapping to attention and, and, and basically being fearful as fuck when you walk into a room. And now every day you've got to go up to them and go, they go, sir, what's the password? Uh, pussy lips. Volva. I, I don't know, but the point is, you're right, it's a bit of a stretch to think that he's so offended that he's going to kill this guy, but maybe this was just the the last straw that broke the camel's back. I have no idea, but clearly he's probably not happy about it. But you're again, you're right, I think it's too far saying this is why he killed Caligula. I mean, I can imagine this guy going, listen, you <laughs> young punk, I, I served under your... Right grandfather so fuck you uh, yeah. I served under your father I served under Tiberius yeah. uh, you know I've shit. killed right thousands of Germans with my bare hands then for I your family them. right <laughs> <laughs> sorry now there's another story that according apparently whenever Korea had occasion to thank Caligula for something. Right. Which I can't imagine why a tribune of the guard has a reason to thank the emperor for something. But anyway. Right. Caligula would offer his hand to be kissed. And when Korea went to kiss it, at the last minute, Caligula would pull his hand away and according to the sources, move it in obscene gestures. So I'm assuming yeah. he's making a jerk-off right. sign or he's putting yeah. his finger in the, you're pushing the me, hole baby. of the other hand. Yeah, no, you're pushing me. <laughs> Korea's like you, little uh, dick. Yeah. So it, it just seems that he, he's dicking around with this guy. Now, the other sources, including Josephus. Right admit that Korea also had a bit of a personal grudge against Caligula outside of him not taking this stuff seriously. Apparently, although he was a very manly man, yes. he had a weak, high-pitched voice. Right. He's, he sounded like this. <laughs> Attention! Hey, what's the password? <laughs> Pussy. Yeah. Uh, and Caligula... Called him Ginnis, oh. which I saw translated as lass oh, girl. or girl. Yeah. Um, Fuck you, buddy. V- v- Virginis. Uh, <laughs> so he basically would refer to him as girly, girly boy or right. something. But I just have to say, like you said a minute ago, he, he this guy could have turned to Caligula and said, you know what, kid? Before you were even born, I would shove my sword so far up a German's gut that my knuckles were tickling his belly button. And now I've got to deal with your little cut face? I don't think... I mean, who, who knows? But if, if you just keep embarrassing... I mean, because we, we talk about this all the time. Well, in America, I don't know about Australia, but we talk about being hypersensitive to not bullying somebody over and over and over again because one day they're going to come to the school with a weapon and start shooting the fuck out of everybody. I mean, there's classes and there's courses on this that my wife as a teacher has to take. And now this professional soldier is being denigrated in front of his men day in and day out. Maybe it's an accumulative effect that it had on this guy. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe he just snapped that Caligula wasn't... Or, or maybe it's just a case of, look, this guy is not fit to be oh, emperor. Right. 
you know, we we like Tiberius, love him or hate him, was a serious man. Yes. Uh, Germanicus was a serious soldier. Augustus, okay, he wasn't much of a soldier, but uh, you know, yeah. he he won a civil war, two civil wars, really. You know, right. Part of the triumph, the second triumvirate that defeated Brutus and Cassius, and then he had to go to war against Mark Antonius. So, I mean, say whatever you want, but and he had serious soldiers, I guess. Yes. Around him that admired and respected him. Yeah. Uh, this this young punk doesn't deserve <laughs> to sit on the throne. Uh, right. He's just a punk. But doesn't take anything seriously. I have to ask real quick, based on what you um, based on that, there were some sources that said that Correa was just huge, had a huge heart on for liberty, the republic, the American way, apple pie, Superman, or whatever. But it might be fair to say, by what you're saying right now, is that he did take his job and the empire and the position of princeps once held and established by Augustus very. Very fucking seriously, and now you've got this little shit sitting on the throne. Fuck that, he's got to go. Yeah, could be that. And there's also a suggestion that he was in trouble for poor performance at work. He got a a bad job evaluation (laughs) rating. Uh, They called him into the office one day and and, sort of told him that he, he, he was on a pip uh, performance improvement plan that uh, you know he was on a ninety he had ninety days to clean up your act. You know, improve his performance. Right. Apparently he'd he'd been made a tax collector for the imperial treasury, and uh, yeah. was lax in the tax, <laughs> lax in collecting the tax. He was a lax tax. But, but if you're a soldier, Josephus, fuck that. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, if you're a soldier and they suddenly make you collect taxes because we were saying a minute ago how Caligula is desperately short of funds and he's getting it by hook or by crook any way he possibly can. So I see tapping a soldier and saying, hey, guess what? You're now a tax collector as well. And the guy doesn't do a very good job. If he's a professional soldier, fuck you. I'm not going to go around and squeeze money out of peasants. That's not my goddamn job. So maybe he didn't do it very well and maybe Caligula was displeased. So he sent him to human resources. Well, Josephus tries to convince us that the reason he wasn't a very good tax collector is that he felt too much pity for yeah. the people he was taking the money from. Well, Josephus Roman likes to portray... Known, I'm sorry, Ro- Roman soldiers are known for their sympathy and mercy. Please continue. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like Pontius <laughs> Pilate. Yeah, he's just a good guy. Misunderstood. Josephus likes to portray Korea as being the noble instrument of God's will. Of course, uh, Which the God? Jews. Jo- Josephus was jo- the, the, the God of the Jews. Josephus, uh, a Jew, uh, right. likes to portray everything in terms of uh, Yahweh. And, of course, oh. Caligula didn't respect the temple. And so from... The perspective of Josephus' career is Yahweh, the right. Jewish God's unwitting tool to get rid of uh, this bad ah. Roman pagan, even <clears throat> though obviously Korea was a Roman, right. not a Jew. And he also claims that he had a noble reason that he wanted to restore the Republic. Good for him. And as I said, I I think there might be some truth to that, but uh, to before to get into that, I think we need to wait until our next episode where we will talk about some of the other conspirators in the final conspiracy. 
against Caligula. I want this person dead. I want their family dead. I want their dog dead. Oh, I'm a pansy. Politically motivated. Yeah, sons of bitch. You're doing pretty good. Sexy. Nazi sexy. All right, Hitler. Hello. Love it. Love it.